are DJ Nation Connecticut here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Generates podcast this week for the Zozo Championship. This week, Tambo, not here. He is celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving, eating turkey and ham, and celebrating with his family. So he took the week off. But we are here with our usual resident fill-in, Mr. Baroff. Ryan, how are you this evening? Good, man. It's nice to be back. Uh, it's been a while since we talked some golf. Yeah, yeah, we're ready. I mean, I always love having you on. Uh, good mind for the golf. It's going to be a good pod. But before we get into this week, let's talk about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Use promo code MMN for a hundred percent bonus up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. Prize Picks is fun. I've been playing it. It's a, it's a, it's a prop site. You just go over or under parlays. Lots of fun. Really easy to use. Like I had a buddy of mine, and I he sort of liked him. And a cuss, like, right. He doesn't, he hates new technology. He hates new shit, but he likes to gamble. He likes to gamble. And so I showed him, uh, I gave him the game, the MMM code, and he started playing. He said, man, the interface is so easy. Even my dumb ass can still use it. So really easy to use. Make sure you go check out prize picks. Um, we will have um, prize pick segments starting the new year. Um, you know, and, and so right, we'll have a little segment at the beginning of every show starting in January. So look out for that. All right, let's talk about Tom Kim. What a win. What a victory by Tom. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. Uh, the second youngest golfer since, you know, the, guy, the second youngest golfer to ever win two tour events uh, before the age of 20 or before the age of 21. I think the guy who was Younger than him, I have never heard of in my life. It was like 1897. So, so we could just put Tom on the top of the list uh, for this one. What an event! Um, what do you think of the event? And I'll go after you. Yeah, it was great. You know, I, I think um, it's it's been a while since uh, we haven't had all the chalk guys up there, right? It just seems week in and week out, guys at the top of the board are all playing well. Uh, of course, we saw Rom win by a bunch in Spain. It looked like Cantley was going to win, but. Uh, I mean, he went 72 holes without a bogey, so he deserved it. There's no doubt. Yeah, I actually played golf with the last golfer that went 72 holes without a bogey and won and went to, and went on to win. I played golf with JT Poston today. Not golf, a hole. Uh, <laughs> I played a hole with JT Poston today. Shout out to uh, Mike, uh, Amsterdam Mike, for inviting me today. Boss was nice. I got a call at like 12. I got a tech. Uh, a dm at like 12 45 he's like yo oh uh mike hit me up and he was like a guy just uh bailed on us we're playing like you know and it was like 15 minutes away uh, my boss was nice enough to let me go out play it around get to meet jt poston and swing some sticks it's just so amazing being next to a pro and watching him swing the guy's like five seven like you know, you know like 160 pounds tops like wet Right. And, and, and he's just swinging so easy uh, on this hole. It's like 145 yard par three. Hits nine iron, a little flip nine iron, three feet from the pin. It looked like it was going in. You could see the video on my Twitter at Kendo VT. Uh, and I go in there, I hit my eight iron, and I swing it like I'm fucking chopping down a fucking tree. You know, I'm like as hard as I fucking can. Uh, it was a good shot. I didn't turn enough and ended up in a bunker, but it was still cool. So shout out to Mike for that. Um, now for the event. Yeah, it was pretty exciting stuff. I was, I was getting angry because okay, so so my my week was very very good. Um, you know, uh, I, I won in GPPs. Cash game cornerstones were sick. They finished like first, fourth, fourth, 69th. Uh, sick, nice. Uh, this past week, I hit Tom Kim uh, with the um, 
with the with the 18 or 22 to one uh but the gdps really hurt me like i was what was i, I was like uh 11th after day one in the five dollar fourth after day two um 25th after day three and i ended up with three lineups from 50th to 75th place in the big five dollars mm. i couldn't get that down that's what i want to do one time i want to do the um gambling betting um trifecta win a gpp perfect cash game cornerstones and hit the bet it's gonna happen and when it <laughs> happens i'm gonna go fucking crazy but let's let's go to the event itself um you know tom no bogey's pretty impressive stuff the guy just is unflappable out there except for 16 i think it was 16 or 15 where he mm-hmm. hit that chip and i thought it was going straight in the bunker he got lucky as hell uh on that on that on that chip and then of course on on um what was it 16 and 17 16 is a par drivable par four 17 is a par five he go or it could be 15 and 16 around that area yeah you know he goes par par while cantley goes birdie birdie uh and i thought well there we go it's cantley's time to go ahead and win uh but luckily i don't know what cantley was thinking on that 18th hole bringing out that three word because he was the best driver of the golf ball the entire week um, I think he was first in strokes getting off the tee, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, but he was up there. And he was mostly hitting driver. He puts out this three-wood, and he snap hooks it. And, then you know, he, he had no choice but to try and hit it out. I mean, you know, at least onto the fairway um, to try and get it up and down for par because it's the only way he could have at least went to a playoff. Um, hopefully Tom didn't make that birdie putt. Um, but it, it didn't go through, and I was very, very excited, very, very happy. A lot of other golfers, you know, the Koreans, of course. I told you, Ross, all the <laughs> Koreans. I think there was four of them in the top seven. Uh, they were extremely strong. I really wanted SH Kim to win. Um, I don't see him in the field this week. Did I just miss him? No, not in the field. That is so – I wanted to play him so bad this week, too, because this week, you know, his thing is a little bit more – he's unlike Tom and unlike – uh, Sung Jay, he's a little bit more around the green short game. That's his real strength. I mean, you know, Tom, iron game strong. Sung Jay, ball striking is always good. Siwoo is just all over the place. It just depends. Um, and then, so, you know, this is the course where, you know, only around 60% of greens are hit. You're going to have to get it up and down a bunch more. And I really wanted the roster in this week, too. But, anyways, great week, great event, lots of fun. I like that course a lot. Um, any other guys that you catch your eye? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was pretty popular, but I, I had a bet on, on Matt Neesmith and was very pleasantly surprised by how he just kind of hung in there all weekend. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. he played with Tom and Cantlay. Um, he might have played with them both days. I don't know. Um, but uh, he did not make a lot of mistakes. You know, with Neesmith, it, it's it's all about the putter. Uh, and he saw sort of down the stretch, he was leaving some putts short and just he couldn't make enough birdies to keep up with those guys. But uh, he had his best career finish and uh, he seems to have strung together some events and i don't know if he can carry it over here but should be another great course for him yeah i like him as well he was in my cash lineup along with andrew putnam uh that 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 rounded out the four i think it was sung j tom kim sh kim and detry were my four cornerstones and they were solid uh and then i had uh naismith and putnam so basically like that that lineup finished like 150th in the five dollars so always put your cash lineup uh, in a GPP. It's always yeah. something that you uh, need to do. Don't ever forget that because if, if you win, if you have a GPP winning score in a double up and you don't have it in a GPP, you might murder yourself. Um, all right, so let's get uh, before we get into this week. Let's go ahead. Anything else about uh, this past week? Are you good to go? 
I'm good to go. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's a small field, no cut. No, uh, none of the corn fairy guys are here. So we have plenty of data and mm-hmm. it's kind of back to our roots of all the PGA guys who we know. Yeah. So. I, I've been doing so well the first three weeks with like the corn fairy guys, like my casket cornerstones. What I've had two winners in three events uh, up there. Hopefully we go three for four uh, this week. So uh, they, they be, uh, I've been uh, undefeated in the swing season so far I haven't lost yet uh, nice. any money any money so so we're, we're looking okay to start and i like this event i hit decky here last year i think 14 to 1 or 16 to 1 yep. uh it was, so uh, we're looking forward to another good week but before we get into that let's go over our listener league for the week the winner was oh jimbo 317 he has it looks like um a muppet from the Muppet Babies as his avatar. I do not know who it is. He's pink and neon green. Never seen this Muppet before, but it's a Muppet. All right, so his his lineup starts with Tom Kim, the winner, of course, 23% owned in the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Listener League. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, who's just putting his ass off week in and week out. It looks like he's uh, another one of the Magic Beans crew that could be out there just because he's so good with his putter and his, his, his ball striking, you can go up and down, but his putter saves him every week. It looks like, and he makes a cut and does well. Um, he was 17 and a half percent on. He finished 15th. Brian Harmon, who was one of my last out last week. Uh, he finished in 15th, 9% owned. Uh, Hadwin, um, he was 15% owned. He finished in 10th. Naismith, of course, who finished tied for second because of, you know, Cantlay's triple uh, on 17, yep. which he made like a 35-footer to make triple. Uh, so he tied for second. Um, Matthew Naismith did with Cantlay, 17.5%. Oh, and one of my favorites on Birdie Fest courses, Sam Ryder uh, finished 28th, only a half percent owned. What would you think in the lineup? Yeah, solid. I think a lot of those guys make sense this week too. Um, but yeah, you know, Taylor Montgomery, he's he's very good. Uh, it was pretty clear that he was going to be the best corn fairy tour guy coming out. Um, and he's really just carried over the same form. Like he's a prolific birdie maker because of the putting and because of the distance. Um, he's almost he's almost like a mini Cam Young. I don't think he's quite that good. He doesn't drive it quite as well. Um, and he makes a lot of mistakes. But as you see, the putter saves him and he's always good for 64, 65 every weekend. So. But yeah, very solid right. team overall. Great team. We will put you in the four-man this week with me, Ryan, uh, Tambo, and yourself there, uh, Ojimbo. So good luck to you. Um, also, Dan Kimball, he beat me in the three-man last week, even though I had great lineups except for the three-man. That was like my worst lineup of the week. <laughs> and I put that on there, so that sort of sucks. Tambo ended up winning uh, that one. All right, so let's get to this week. Uh, the PGA Tour is in Japan. Uh, for the Zozo Championship from Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club. Uh, seven, eight man field, no cut event. A third time this course has ever hosted a PG Tour event. So, you know, still data, still new, still fresh. Um, there has been some chatter that the course resembles Copperhead, Firestone, Harbor Town, Eastlake, Colonial, um, you know, somewhere in that range. Um, Tiger won this event in 2019 with a score of minus 19, uh, but only a handful of golfers finished double digit under par that week last year decky won only at minus 15 um you know and in 2020 of course 2021 uh there was no event here i think it was a sherwood country club so make sure you remember that when you're looking at course history that 2021 was not this course um you know but this is basically not like going to be the epic birdie fest that we have seen like the first three weeks of this season it's going to be a little bit tougher um in the field not the best field you know, it, it, but it's it's still going to be one of the better fields we're going to have 
throughout the fall swing. So this is as good as it's going to get. Uh, so Narasino Golf Club is a 7,050-yard know, par 70, five par threes and three par fives. Uh, definitely not your typical uh, par five course or par 70 course. The, par, uh, the five par threes are all relatively short for tour standards as none are over 191 yards. Uh, there will be plenty of birdies on these three on these par threes, and they're not too difficult, of course, but that's weather dependent. Um, two of the par fives should be reachable by most, um, and the 600 plus yard 14th will only be reachable by the longer hitters. Uh, the par four distances are very unique. Five of the par fours are under 425 yards, and the other five are over 480, nothing in between. Um, so, yeah, a lot different than what you see in normal courses, it's not spread out. Uh, like you would see. So you're either going to have short iron or mid iron on those par fours. Wedge or like seven iron, eight iron. Is what you're, or seven iron, six iron is what you're going to see uh, on the par fours. Now, golfers should be able to take advantage of the short par fours and the par, and par will be a good score on the longer par fours. Uh, the one thing I do notice about the long par fours is that only one has water in play. Uh, though they might be lengthy, there isn't much trouble off the tee compared to many of the other holes. Uh, at this course so they give you a little break on long par fours off the tee um, now off the tee golfers see tight tree line fairways that tend to get more narrow after the 280 yard range with fairway bunkers and water on a few holes uh the rough isn't too long but with zoysia grass which is the rough uh you know the lie can be unpredictable uh, a bit of luck will be needed on missed fairways because the ball can either sit up nicely uh, on the zoysia grass or it can sink to the bottom which will lead to a possible flyer lie now even though the fairways are tight a slight miss won't be too troublesome since the tree line is about 10 yards away from the edge of the fairway. Uh, so there is some room for error. So even though these fairways are narrow, you get about an extra 30 feet, um, 15 on each side before you hit the tree lines on most holes. Uh, on approach shots, golfers will see two greens on every hole. This is standard for Japanese courses as it spreads out the foot traffic on the greens and helps make green upkeep easier. Only one green will be used uh, on the uh, only one green will be used on each hole uh, this week, except for the fourth hole, which will switch greens each round. Uh, the size of the greens depend on which green complex is used on a per hole basis. On most holes, one green is a lot larger than the other. If they use a larger greens, they'll be average in size for tour standards. If they use a smaller greens, they'll be below average in size for tour standards. Um, and I think for the most part, they have been using the smaller greens. If you look at the, uh, the numbers uh, at this course for the, for the two years it played, you're only seeing around a 60, 61% uh, green regulation percentage, a lot lower than what we've seen the last three weeks. Um, so that looks to me like they're using the smaller greens. I can't be 100% sure about that, but that's just what my guess would be. Now, as complicated as this is, one thing I know for sure is that these are bent grass, uh, and, and the greens are going to be the main defense of the course. Golfers have to deal with massive undulation and slope when putting, and since the greens have, you know, not the quickest, around 11 and a half, if they made it more than that with all the undulation, it would be too crazy. But it still won't be easy at 11 and a half or 11 on the stimp. Um, if golfers miss the greens on their approaches, they're going to have to deal with numerous bunkers and runoff areas, typically on the front of the greens. And like I said, average green regulation here around 60%. There's going to be a bit of short game, a lot more than we've seen the last three weeks. Ryan, what are you looking for in golfers this week? Yeah, you know, I think there's a, I think there's a couple ways you can get around this course. Um, I think you either have to be, well, it seems looking at past leaderboards, we don't have any strokes gain data here, but um, 
you either need to be an elite ball striker uh, in terms of, you know, total driving, hitting a bunch of greens, like we've seen Keegan do well here, Brendan Steele, like that sort of mold, obviously, Gary Woodland. Um, or you have to be able to scramble, right? Um, if you look back at last year, I mean, Matsuyama was obviously great, but he's got a very good short game. Uh, Matt Hughes was up there. Matt Wallace was up there, you know, guys who can scramble pretty well. So I think that's where I'm leaning. Um, I'm going to probably favor Strohskin approach a little bit more than Strohskin off the tee. Um, I want guys who are going to hit fairways. I, I think anytime these guys travel and are going to newer courses like this, uh, I think you see a widespread of scores. I mean, you're going to see guys shoot four, five, six over, and you're going to see guys shoot four, five, six under um, if they're not hitting fairways. So um, it's kind of a mix, um, you know, it's a no cut event. So there's more kind of volatility that goes into that as well. well what's your usual strategy in a no cut event? Uh, is it change? Are based on the field or do you have like a specific way you usually go about this with you your GPPs? Yeah. I mean, pretty, uh, I'm pretty aggressive with it, you know, not just for kind of DraftKings scoring where everyone's getting four rounds, but like if the studs are getting four rounds, right. They're probably going to be there in the end. So I want as many of those high end guys um, as I can. And look, if I tune in on Sunday and the leaderboard is, you know, Hoagie, Mito, Munoz, McNeely, I'm probably going to lose, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to have to eat that. So I hear you. Well, I mean, the thing is uh, when you look at the field, I don't think it's, I guess it's, okay. I, I, I don't remember the field too well from last year, uh, mm -hmm. but I feel like, I feel like this is weaker. Is it weaker or no? Do you remember? Way weaker. Well, yeah. Cause in 2019, uh, was the first year they came here when Tiger came here, like, yeah, it was him. Uh, Rory played Matsuyama, obviously. I think Lowry was there. I think Justin Thomas was there. So yeah, uh, much weaker this time around. Yeah. So, I mean, that sort of makes it a little bit tougher for, for the superstars and scrubs, which is the way I like to do on a field where you see something like that. Like last year, yeah. um, I went ahead, I think it was very similar pricing where Xander or Xander and uh, Decky were very, very close near the top. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I had, I went both of them in my cash game cornerstones. Um, I, 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 I tried doing that this week, uh, going Xander and Decky yep. to start. And it was just too difficult to, to make a lineup that I like. I just, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I'm sure you can, and I'm sure people out there <laughs> will and find the correct lineup of the right golfers, but just, just visually looking at the lineups I made, I just, I just didn't feel strongly yeah. uh, about that. So I, you know, so I, for me, I guess it just depends because I, you know, I, I'm going a little, I, I, I want to go a, a lot of stars too, but you know, you got some 8k guys that are, that are, that are pretty strong yeah. uh, out there. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Let's go ahead and let's talk about this top range. Let's go from Sungjae all the way to Xander. How are you going about this top tier? Yeah. I, look, they're all good plays. You're not going to uh, kind of make any bad choices up here. I think um, I'm probably leaning towards staying away from Xander uh, not that there's any sort of issues there, uh, but he wasn't great at the President's Cup. You know, when he teamed with Cantlay, they were good, but his uh, uh, match against Connors wasn't great. Um, he hasn't done that well at this course. I think he has a 10th and a 28th, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. Um, I think the idea of of him as the favorite in a no-cut event in Japan is going to get overblown a little bit. Um, so I'm going to drop down and, um, I mean, Matsuyama, Morikawa, M are all great plays, and I'm just going to pick my two favorites. Okay. Uh, I am, I'm playing Deki as my first cash game corner. So the course yeah. history his playing in Japan, playing in front of his home country does not bother him at all. I mean, what did he finish like fourth in the Olympics? Uh, second, the first time he played here 
and first the second time he played here. So, I, I you know, he had a decent he looks healthy. He's played the Fortnite. He played the tour championship. I don't think we have to worry about a WD, especially in front of his home crowd. Um, he's going to go out there. He's going to, he's going to try his damnedest and not really fuck around. I don't think, I don't think. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to start with Decky. Now let's talk about Colin. Um, I know you said you like Morikawa a lot. I'm a little bit worried. Like I said, about his around the green game. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is, you know, the average green and regulation is 60%. What does he need to hit green and regulation wise where his short game's not going to hurt him that much? 75%? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say at least. And at this price where you pretty much need him to win or come top three, it's probably going to have to be closer to 80%. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, like I think there was this narrative going around that, you know, he wasn't playing great. And because there are a bunch of miscuts in there, you know, it was kind of up and down. He had some bad putting weeks. He had some bad around the green the weeks. Um, the iron play wasn't quite where he wanted it to be, but it's back. Like he has lost strokes on approach one time since the players championship. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And the irons are continually trending up and up and up uh, at the tour championship. I believe that was his best iron play of the year. If I remember correctly. Um, and it seemed like at the president's cup, he hit a lot of really good irons. Um, I don't remember what match it was. I think it was when he was playing with Cam Young, but he hit like 10 approach shots inside of 15 feet. Uh, and just seemed like he was very confident. Um, he hits every fairway. He hits every green. Um, he recently switched putters. So we'll see how that impacts him, but it can't be any worse than it was. So um, I love him here. Yeah. Yeah. For GBPs, I'd rather have Sungjae because you know, he's going to be accurate off the tee. You know, his iron game strong and he has a decent short game uh, and he's playing well. Uh, I think he finished what 12th, yeah, 12th or seventh or something like that. Yeah, and like, look, he's playing great. Um, I think I think uh, he was runner up here behind Decky last year too. He was close, and he had three really good rounds. Um, so in 2019, he finished third, uh, but he closed 64, 67, 65. So he's playing well. Like I know that he plays a lot, and that he never really gets worn down. I'm a little bit worried about it at this point. Um, all the golf he's been playing, he went from president's cup where he played every session then went and played shriners where he kind of contended right now he's flying to asia um i would not be surprised for a little bit of a letdown week for him are you worried about that with 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 tom at all yes um but tom doesn't know any better yeah i don't think Uh, so either still like look i mean they're both probably going to be in the top 15 maybe top 10 but yeah, um, these guys are young enough where I'm not worried about that and because, you know, they had the week off after the president's cup. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, they're, they're playing on two straight weeks. These guys do that all the time. I don't know. And I figure that the time change would be easier for guys that, you know, yeah. go over the Asia a lot, mm-hmm. which would be Sungjae, which would be Tom. And so I don't know, you're just going, you're just guessing here, but I, I'm not worried about that for these guys let's go down to the 9k range i'm gonna go ahead and play tom he's gonna be a gpp play for me i'm gonna go cam young as my second cash game cornerstone i thought about fleetwood uh, but i think i'm gonna go cam i think a win is coming a win has to come for him at some point in time i mean mm-hmm. $9,300 seems like a reasonable price i don't hate that price you know his iron game strong you know he makes a shit ton of birdies one thing i do like about him he's you know he's one of the best in shorter 
par fours. And there's, you know, half the par fours here are short, like under 450 yards, uh, close, like, you know, in that area or under like 420 yards or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, and he's one of the best on shorter par fours. Um, so I, I, I like, I like Cam Young as my second cash game cornerstone. Um, I'm be playing Fleetwood. Um, uh, let's uh, hear your take on Hovland because Hovland and Morikawa are two guys where <laughs> I want to play, but I just not sure just because I'm worried about the green regulation percentage, but they seem to be, once you get below this range, they're so much better than everyone else that I think it would probably even out. What do you think? Yeah, like you're getting four rounds with these guys, right? And if I told you that you could get Hovland for the same price as Cam Young and Tommy Fleetwood and for less money than Tom Kim, like it's kind of a no-brainer. But your point about the short games, let me tell you this. Um, Victor Hovland has gained strokes putting in his last six events. Uh, I'm more in Hovland than I am Coward. And he's also gained around the green in four of his last six events. I think Um, I'm going to play Hovland. I would, like... I think there's this narrative that he hasn't really been that good, but like he was, he almost won the open championship. He was 20th at the FedEx St. Jude. Uh, he was fifth at the BMW PGA over in Europe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and again, like it just seems like a really good course for him. Kind of that, that sort of European style. Um, he doesn't need to hit a lot of drivers here. And I think the fact that he's been playing abroad and playing these types of courses where you have to be more accurate um, and the greens are slower, you know, I think all that is certainly going to help him. What's and his look, number? He gets four rounds. Um, he was like 22, uh, 25-ish. No, it's not bad. bad. Um, I ended up betting Morikawa and Matsuyama, so I couldn't get him in there. But um, I think it was a good number. But mm. his, 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 his short game has, has certainly got better. Um, mm. And it's almost to the point where he's a good putter, right? He is pretty much strokes game positive on the greens every single tournament. So um, yeah. I think he's a great play. And my... Concerned with Cam Young, as it has been all year, right? He gains strokes off the tee. That's what he does. Not a great iron player. Putting is good, but it can be very inconsistent. Like we saw at the President's Cup, he was probably the worst putter out there. So that's my concern with him. And again, like if I can get to Hovland, I'm going to get to Hovland. Yeah, but if I can get four rounds from Cam Young, Mm -hmm. uh, I think the birdies will come. So I'm I'm not not too worried about that. Um, So let's move on to this 8K range. Um, Why don't you go ahead and start there, brother? Yeah, look, I think, again, there's a lot of really good plays in here. It just really depends how you want to structure your team. Like, if you're just looking at sort of form and 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 course fit and ball striking, like, yeah, Keegan has been great. Siwoo has been great. Tom Hoagie has been great. Um, I think they're all really good plays. I'm going to probably end up down in the lower end of this range more than anything. Um, I do like Tom Hoagie. I'll say that. I don't, you know, I think he's overpriced a little bit. I don't know if he's got the upside of those nine K guys. So I probably won't get there, but um, I like Mito again. Uh, Scott Stallings continues to just play awesome golf. Uh, and I love Munoz this week. Uh, I think again, you know, there's the president's cup thing. Um, he was great. He putted great. His ball striking was great. Um, and he played well here uh, last year. So um, I think he's probably my favorite. And then I'll follow that up with uh, Mito as number two. Yeah, I like a lot of these guys. Uh, that's the problem. Uh, my my third cash game cornerstone is Mito. Uh, played well last week. Stats just line up perfectly. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's he one of the top guys in my model. 
Uh, really good at the 175 to 200 yard par threes. There's a bunch of those. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have him as my third cash game cornerstone. Outside of that, I like almost all of these guys. If I had to pick one other than Mito, hmm. I'm going to go different and go Maverick McNeely with the shorter, with the smaller greens. He seems to, to, to play better on courses with smaller greens. And I'm sure they're going to be using the smaller of the two greens. It just makes too much sense. Um, you know, in Japan, small, and he had a really good weekend coming up last week. Uh, so, I, I, you know, playing well, I'm, I'm going to go mad. I don't see his ownership being ridiculously high either. Probably like mid mm-hmm. or lower part of the 8K range is where he'll be when it comes to ownership. Um, so I like him in GPPs a lot. So GPP plays, I'll go Mav as, as my favorite. Uh, but I mean, Cameron Davis, another guy I'm going to like. Keegan, I want to play. You know, yep. Hoagie, I'm going to play. Um, you know, so it's just Munoz, I'm going to play. So a lot of guys um, in this range. And I think it's, you know, if you can avoid, um, you know, me having maybe fading Xander like you and then having um, Decky as my first cash game cornerstone, only going to be 20% owned. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm starting my, I'm starting a lot of my, uh, my lineups with um, Sungjae or Tom, yeah. you know, or someone in the nine K range or Hovland, you know, with that, you can fit quite a few of these AK guys in there. No problem. Uh, and I think that's the way I'm going to go about my strategy. Just, just stay away from some of the Xanders. And then, you know, Decky's only going to be 20% and just start everything with Sungjae, Tom, Victor, Cam Fleetwood. And they'll, you know, start, start, start most of them with, with that type of range. Let's yep. move on. Any, anybody else in this AK range? No, again, I, I, I think they're all fine. I think, um, um, I think Siwoo is going to get some ownership uh, just because people have been playing him. Um, I think he's also a little bit overpriced here. I think Keegan is overpriced here. Um, so yeah, I, I expect it to be spread out, but I would say Hoagie uh, and uh, Mito are probably going to be the two highest owned in this range. It sounds, and I think Mito is definitely going to be the highest on this yeah. range. There's no doubt in my mind about that. All right, let's go to the 7K range. I'll go ahead and start. Giuseppe. Giuseppe Straka. I'm going to call him that from now on. I know that's not his real name, but that's what I'm going to call him just because I like saying Giuseppe. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go ahead and start with him. Three top fives in four events. 7900 bucks. One of them in a playoff, you know, with the best field, you know, that they could have possibly played with. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll take Straka. I'll put him in my cash lineup too. Uh, go ahead and just give me Straka. Um, uh, other guys, Nate Smith is up there. Um, Matt Hughes, I can get on. Taylor Moore is a guy that I like this week a lot. Um, uh, his numbers, uh, you know, they, 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 add, they add up pretty well for what I'm looking for in golfers this week. Um, you know, well above average iron game, well above average tee to green. Uh, one of the best birdie makers in the field, you know, decent putter, uh, good from his short wedges, good on the shorter par threes. I mean, he just makes a lot of sense to me. And he missed a cut last week and he was decently owned. Uh, so either we're going to get fought flag or people aren't going to play him. Uh, so I like Taylor Moore as a GPP play down here. Um, we'll go into this top range and we'll, we'll go to the lower range afterwards, Ryan. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot here. Um, I see no reason to stop playing Matt Neesmith. Um, just he's ball striking the heck out of it. Seems to be putting better, makes a ton of birdies. Um, I think these shorter courses with smaller greens are right up his alley because he's a great iron player and hits a ton of greens. Um, I, I thought I liked KH Lee, but I think he's a little bit too dependent on, on the putter right now. So I will pass there. 
But the other two guys who I never play, um, who make a lot of sense here, would be Mac Hughes, who just won the Sanderson, and then Putnam. You know, Putnam, uh, he kind of bothers me because he does a lot of it with the short game. But the Irons Well, his strokes really, game really total in like the last five events is ridiculous. Yeah, the Iron yeah. play has been back. Uh, I used him in cash this past week, and he was great, man. He was great. Yeah, Putnam's weakness is, is, is certainly off the tee. Uh, he's not very long, but he's pretty accurate, and I think that's what you need here. Like, you don't need to hit it 350 here. Um, he pretty much he pretty much gains strokes, uh, excuse me, uh, gains fairways every single round and gains a lot of them. So I think that, plus the iron play heater, plus his normal short game magic, uh, I think Putnam makes a lot of sense here. Yeah, if you're going to go lower in the seven carries, I really like Matt Wallace. Uh, I think he finished a top five, top ten here last year. You know, he said about a month, month and a half ago, uh, how he thought his game was getting back to it because he went through a really downhill stretch in his yep. career where he just couldn't make a cut. Uh, but if you remember before then, I mean, people were talking about him as you know an up and comer, a guy that we need to keep our eye on, uh, who's who performed well at majors and such or big time events with with really good fields. Um, and so I, at this price, uh, I don't mind playing him, and especially if he's playing better and he's confident at this course. Uh, he's going to be my favorite play here down below with a 7K range. Any lower 7K guys? Yeah, I mean, so you talk about flop lag. Uh, I was very heavy on Fowler and Kitayama last week, so I'm going to force myself to play some of them. Um, if you're talking about kind of harder conditions, small greens, short games, shorter courses, Aaron Rye uh, fits perfectly here. So. Yeah. He sort um, of has that of Hovland mold that you were talking about where he's been playing overseas a little bit. He finished with top five at the, either in France or Italy, mm-hmm. one of them, he had a top 10 finish over there. So he has been playing good golf. Yeah. And, and he, um, he was number two stroking approach last week at the Shriners. So uh, he's definitely playing well right now. Oh, wow. The other one, uh, and we mentioned this as we came on is Jill Damon. Um a couple of mediocre finishes. He finished 13th at the Sanderson and 37th at the Shriners, but this is all putting. And he's been fighting the putter for a long time, uh, but he gained um, over a stroke approach each of the last two events, uh, over half a stroke off the tee in both and gained around the green in both. So doing everything he needs to tee the green, uh, just has to see some putts go in. And I think this is the perfect course for him. Sounds good. Let's go to the 6K range. Any good plays for you here, brother? I don't know about good. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So I think when we talk about a, a no-cut event, right, I want the birdie makers. So I think the first couple guys near the top tier who stand out would be Ryder and Buckley. Uh, I think they both make a lot of birdies. I could probably argue David Lipsky as well because he fits the course and people like to play him and he has made birdies. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ryder and Buckley make a shit ton of birdies. I will certainly play some of them. Um I'll kick it to you, and then we'll talk about a few of these uh, uh, Japanese guys here. Yeah, in a, in a no-cut event, I always like Ryder. The guy yeah. just makes a ton of birdies. He'll hole out for eagle once or twice mm-hmm. in the round and then finish, like, in 47th place but have, like, top 30 yeah. DK points or something like that. It's just the way Ryder rolls, uh, you know, it's, you know, either in birdie fest or no-cut events. He's going to get his. I like Adam Schenk a lot. He's probably my favorite play. Um, in this uh, 6K range. I think he had a really solid finish here last year. Uh, hold on. Let me double check here. I just had him up here. No, he's, he's finished. It's a really solid finish last week. Uh, his iron game has been good. Um, you know, a couple of, you know, top half finishes 
here. He's, this is the third time he's played this course, so he should know uh, what it delves. Uh, other guys, one guy I missed, I like Adam Long. Mm -hmm. um, I think no one's going to really play him, but he's really, really good on the short par fours, and he doesn't make too many bogeys, and he can get hot with the putter. Um, I like Adam Long a lot at 6,900. Um, now, other than that, we're looking pretty rough. Like, I'm trying <laughs> to go down more than that, and it's tough. What about some of these Japanese guys? Let's go ahead and talk about them. I'll go over my list real quick, yeah. and it's, it's not great. Uh, I mean, uh, the thing is, like, hold on, where is he? So, like, I know Katsuragawa, Atsuki, yeah. <laughs> Hisatune, and Kawamoto. They all have really good form coming in, like multiple top fives, multiple top tens in, like, the five weeks prior coming yeah. into this event on the Japanese tour. So if you're looking at form, I'll go over them again. Katsuragawa, Atsuki, Hisatune, and Kawamoto. Now, also, Tanaka finished seventh here last year. He hasn't been playing great, but he did finish seventh here last year. Any other guys that catching your eye that we have no idea about? Yeah, so the highest-ranked one, Kazuki Higa, um, he is, see this, currently 84th in the official World Golf Rankings. Um, so he uh, has eight top 10 finishes worldwide this year. Oh, wow. And uh, three of those were wins on the Japan tour. He's currently leading their, their money list or order of merit. And when he did hop over, he played a couple of the European tour events. Um, he made the cut in both and he had a top 10 finish at the BMW international open, uh, which is not a bad field. So um, it, it looks like from the few stats that I have, he hits a lot of fairways and he can putt. Um, I assume he's played this course and knows this course fairly well. Um, probably more of a top 10, top 15 guy, but um, look, I mean, you never know. He's a very good player and a pretty prolific winner over there. The other one that you mentioned was Katsuragawa. Um, he, he could even be better. I think he's about a hundredth right now in the world golf rankings. Uh, what caught my eye is he did win recently. Um, he has a second and a third in his last two finishes and he made the cut at the British open. Uh, so anytime kind of one of those guys gets put in that field in that situation and can make a cut, probably a pretty good player. Um, so he's 6,300. Higa is 6,600. Those are going to be the two guys that I am focused on this week. I already, I already starred them both. They're going to be in my lineups this week I can jam well. them in and play yeah. three studs. I can uh, do it. Uh, I did forget Shank is my final cash game cornerstone. Uh, so my cash game cornerstones for this week are going to be Hideki Matsuyama at $10,400. Cam Young at $9,300. Mito Pereira at $8,300. And Adam Shank at $6,900. Leaves you over $15,000 to make the rest of your lineup. Anything else we got to go about before we get the bets there? No, I think we're in good shape. Um, yeah, like don't, don't worry about who you're playing this week. Everyone's in play. It's a small field. It's no cut. Uh, just try and be unique. Yeah, all right. Just trying to be unique. Yeah. All right. So my bets this week, Hideki Matsuyama 16 to 1. Cam Young 18 to 1. Mito Pereira 35 to 1. Sepp Straka 50 to 1. Matt Wallace 100 to 1. We have five bets this week. Pretty solid. Yeah, I am uh, pretty similar in, in sort of how I built it. Uh, I got five as well, but a couple don't count. Uh, <laughs> so... Morikawa at 16, 
uh, Matsuyama at 18, Munoz at 45, and then those two Japanese guys that I mentioned, Higa and Katsuragawa, uh, I took the each way out to six places. Uh, they were 200 and 250 to one. So why not? Nice. There you go. We got the Japanese golfer love here. Let's get a top just... six. That's all we need. Why not? <laughs> all right. All right. Tell them where they can find you there. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, on Twitter, Arbera427. Uh, we'll be back with Wiley uh, probably in January when the real season starts for Golflandia. Um, but yeah, DMs are open. Sounds good. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article on gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30% uh, on a membership to Gups Corner. I had a really good week on Gups Corner too. Like all my uh, GPP plays, I think I had like three of them finished top seven, three of the five favorite GPP plays I had finished top five, top seven. Nice. So that was solid. Uh, it was definitely, definitely a good week. So go check out gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30%. All right, Ryan, always great having you on. I'm sure. I'm going to be taking a week off here sometime in the fall. So <laughs> we, you guys will see uh, Ryan and Tambo here sometime soon. But just remember, always roster fucking Koreans. Let's go, Tom Kim. Let's win some motherfucking money. DJ Nation. How fighting? I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfer. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words. I done popped the molly and I think it's be my third. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.